Alrighty, so good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to our Developabilities Podcast episode for today. My name is Eric Stoker, and I'm the Information Specialist for the Utah Development Police Council, and we got a great show for you today. A lot of families have questions about what opportunities or services are out there for their kids or adults with disabilities. So you're asking yourself, who answers these questions? The answer is the Utah Parent Center and Family to Family Network. Joining me here in the studio today is we have Joey Hanna, who is the Executive Director of the Utah Parent Center, and Minnie Rivera, who is the Statewide Parent Consultant for Family to Family Network, and they're going to talk to us about what they do, resources they offer for families and self-advocates, and so much more. So, Joey and Mindy, thank you so much for agreeing to be on our podcast today. We really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank, for, thank you for having us, Eric. Yeah, thank you so much. My pleasure. So, my first question is, tell us about yourselves. Why don't you go first, Mindy? Okay. Um, so, I am Mindy Rivera. Like you said, I am the Family to Family Network. Um, Parent consultant, project coordinator, one woman show over here um, amongst my band of volunteers, but we'll get to that. Um, at the Utah Parent Center, I have three gorgeous children, two of which have been diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. Um, and then I also have an hilariously adorable bonus babe. Um, I've been at the Utah Parent Center for two and a half years in hopes of many, many more. All right, and I am Joey Hanna, and as Eric already mentioned, I'm an executive director at the Utah Parent Center, where I have been employed and lucky enough to be the, the director of the Parent Center for about four years. Um, I am a mother. I have a 17-year-old son who also has an autism spectrum disorder and is an amazing human being. So, um, you know, he really drives my passion for my work. And I am just absolutely delighted to talk with you today, Eric. Thank you. My pleasure. So um, this next question is for you, Joey. Right. So tell us about the Utah Parent Center and what do they do? Well, that's a big question. The Utah Parent Center is a nonprofit organization um, here, located here in Utah. We serve the entire state of Utah. Um, and we have several areas that we serve the disability community under. We have programs in related to education and special education. We have programs related to health, um, special health care needs, mental health. We have programs related specifically for people who are our youth and um, transition age youth. And then we have projects, we have lots of different partners. We have the Family to Family Project that Mindy works on that she's gonna talk to you about um, and many other little projects that the Parent Center's always working on. But I think if I were to sum it up, how I would say we like to think of ourselves at the Parent Center is uh, a one-stop shop for people who need information, resources, individual support, and peer support when it comes to anything related to disabilities and special health care needs. That's awesome, Joey. And Mindy, this question is for you. So what is the Family to Family Network in? What do they do? That is also... Um... I that's a big question. <laughs> um, so like Joey said, we are a project under the umbrella of the Utah Parent Center. Um, so the network is designed to educate, strengthen, and support families of persons with disabilities, specifically and especially those who are on the wait list or in DSPD services. Um, one of the things that I want to highlight that makes our network unique is our county or network leaders. So right now, Eric, we have 21 parent leaders, um, meaning that they are parents of individuals that are either 
on the wait list for DSPD services in DSPD services or um, qualified to be on the wait list. Um, so there's 21 of those parent leaders in 13 different counties across the entire state of Utah. Um, I have high hopes of growing that number specifically in our rural areas. Um, and our leader's role is to answer questions that you may have specifically about DSPD. Um, and that their knowledge is going to be based on their personal experience or what they have um, heard through the grapevine or what other parents' experience may be. Um, and then they also uh, learn through our biannual trainings that we have. Um, they also can answer any questions about the application process, what's going on currently in DSPD services. Um, and then one of the things that is also really cool um, is that the leaders have a direct relationship with Utah Parent Center. So they refer to us knowing that we can get them resources. Like uh, Joey said, we are a one-stop shop. So we have reach within all of the projects and. Um, so that's really, really awesome. The other thing is that we are really passionate about um, our events that we have. Um, they have workshops all the way from DSPD 101 um, and then uh, all the way to um, an inclusive visit with Santa Claus. And that's really, really awesome because some of the parents, especially in these rural communities, don't have experiences like an inclusive visit with Santa um, in their area. So they've brought that experience to not only their kiddo, but to their community. Um, and being amongst other parents and other families who quote unquote get it is really, really beautiful to watch in the events themselves. Um, so we just, we love what we do. Um, and hope hope we grow. I hope you guys too, too, Mindy. So my next question is for the both of you. Um, what resources does the Utah Parent Center and Family to Family Network offer for self-advocates and their families? So I am really super excited that you asked this question, Eric, because I think in general, the community sometimes thinks that the Parent Center only serves parents, right? That we, we primarily offer workshops or classes or or individual uh, support to just to just parents, but that's not true. We also um, we do provide direct support and direct services to youth with disabilities as well. And so um, I think um, as far as working with self advocates, you know, uh, the primary thing I think can think of for us is really we like to work with self advocates one on one and help them figure out where they are in the process of doing self advocacy and also kind of figure out where they want to go with doing self-advocacy and then from there you know we can help plug them into the services offered here at the UDBC we can help them figure out ways to get connected in the areas that they want to do self-advocacy work in and then of course Transition University really has a big section on helping families help their kids to develop kind of a self-advocacy mindset in that you know we really want youth to start thinking about do they have interest in doing self-advocacy work and if they do you know really start thinking about that at a young age so that they can set their lives up and they can have goals and they can they can 
um, you know, they can really look at what they want their self-advocacy efforts to look like for them as they as they get older. So I think if I have to answer that question, and I'll let Mindy also, but for me, the bread and butter really comes in down to individual consultations with people to help them figure out what it is they want to do as far as some self-advocacy work and then help them find the ways to be able to do it. So that would be my answer. And I don't know if you have more to add to that, Mindy, from the Family to Family Network perspective. Yeah. So one of the, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, there is a specific term to exactly what Joey was talking about. And that would be person-centered planning. Um, and that is specifically a tool that um, DSPD uses for their services, but it's also a really awesome, I like to refer to it as an adult IEP. It's a specific plan um, and it helps create a pathway into what a self-advocate wants to do for the rest of their life. Um, and that doesn't mean that we need to make that right now, but it's an ever-changing road, right? Um, so we have specific information sheets on how to um, write that down on paper, what that looks like visually. Um, we also have our county leaders um, that can help with that. They also have, inclusive, like I said, inclusive events on a variety of topics. The self-advocates are very much um, a part of that, <laughs> a part of those events as well. Um, so yeah, most of our, our information and resources is directly towards DSPD services. Awesome, Mindy. So my next question is, tell, tell us about the different classes that the Utah Parent Center offers for families and self-advocates, Joey. Oh my gosh, that's a lot. There's a lot of classes that we offer at the Utah Parent Center. I would say that if people are interested, the best thing to do would be to go to our website, www.utahparentcenter.org, and take a look at our calendar. But just as a sort of an example, you know, we have we have classes um, going on that range from you know classes on basics on understanding an IEP, on more complicated issues, on dealing with you know, more complicated issues with an IEP. We have classes on um, related to healthcare. We have, all, we just have so many different classes. We have the, the all the, the classes around transition universities. So we really let our, our um, parent consultants have some freedom and opportunity to think about, you know, what the families in their areas are interested in learning about. We survey our constituents to find out what it is that they, they wanna learn about. We know there's some basic stuff every year that we do workshops on. Um, so, you know, I, I think the best way, because we do offer so many different different learning opportunities, is to take a look at our website and, and see what, what's happening uh, each month. We have it pretty much updated for the year. Um, that is not to say that we won't add cool new opportunities um, when people come our way. We have, um, we, we're lucky in that we get a lot of, of professionals and really intelligent, smart people who reach out to us. Um, and ask to have, to be able, to, if the parent center will host, will host them to do a workshop. So yeah, I mean, follow us on, shows, on the socials, all the socials, and take a look at our website calendar um, to see really the full array of services that we have available. What about for Family to Family Network, um, Mindy? Do they, tell us about the different classes that Family to Family offers for, for families and self-advocates. Yeah, so um, like I mentioned before, we have DSPD 101 that goes over the application of um, DSPD all the way to DSPD 201 to, that offers um, 
information on what happens when you get into services. Um, we we like that our project can be a little bit fluid. We've also brought in um, a caregiver paint night where caregivers learned how to paint. Um, we have to figure out how uh, to give um, families and self-advocates information, and that was one of those fun ones that we were proud to bring to our families. So we we have a variety of topics and, and workshops that we can bring. Um, we we same thing. We always survey. What can we bring next? Um, all the way to person-centered planning. The same thing. Um, learning how to navigate that and keep it updated as well. That's a good answer, Mindy. Uh, so my next question is for you, Joey. Um, tell us about the youth youth advisory board and the board of directors of the Utah Parents Center offers, and how are they including self-advocates? Awesome. Well, um, so the Utah Parent Center, we have a, a youth advisory board, like you mentioned, Eric. We love our youth advisory board. We love our youth, our the self-advocates on our board. We feel like giving them the opportunity to participate on our advisory board is a really good experience to kind of get their feet wet in self-advocacy work. Um, we utilize our, self, our youth advisory board to help us with um, the materials that we're creating to pass out to families. We have them, you know, review trainings that we're going to give and we get their perspective. We really want the youth voice um, when it comes to us making materials, provide preparing materials that we're going to teach to their parents, right? Because um, it's their lives and we want their input. So we love, love, love our youth advisory board. We are always looking for other, for additional youth to participate in it. The youth that we have on it right now are really active. Um, we're looking at possibly having the chair of the youth advisory board serve on the governing board in the future. Um, we just want to get a little bit more steam under our, our belt. And, and it's a relatively new, the youth advisory board is a couple of years old at the parent center. Um, COVID made it a little bit hard to get it started, but um, we do have it started. So we're super excited about that. And then as far as our board of directors and the parent center at the parent center, we are required by several of our funding sources to have a parent majority board of directors. And so, at least 60% of our whole board of directors must be a parent of a child with a diagnosed disability or a person, a self-advocate themselves. So we're lucky we have a really good, um, we have a really good balance. We have a lot of parents that are, are, are parenting children with disabilities. And then we have some self-advocates, as you know, Eric, on our board. So um, really super awesome, active board of directors at the Parent Center. I couldn't be more grateful to have the people that participate on our board on our board. I feel so supported all of the time. They're always looking for cool, innovative ways for the Parent Center to, to be awesome and also holding me accountable to make sure that we're, we're a healthy, um, fiscally sound, you know, organization that is operating at our best capacity. So um, we love to have parents and self-advocates that are interested in the board. Please certainly reach out to us at the Parent Center if you have any interest in serving on our board. Um, we are always looking for, for new people and people who are willing to take the place of people who will be retiring. Um, so thank you for the opportunity to talk about that, Eric. That's a thoughtful question. I appreciate it. My pleasure. And so, Mindy, um, how does Family to Family Network include self-advocates to be a part of the network? That's a great question, Eric. Um, so aside from getting to enjoy the funner side of events, such as an inclusive Santa um, visit, our leaders are obviously parents, like I said, or um, of self-advocates, or I like to call them uh, pre-self-advocates because they're littles and don't know um, if maybe that's 
the road they're going to take um, in the world of self-advocacy. So they are very much a part of event planning and participation, whether they know it um, or are actively as a part of it. So a lot of the, the self-advocates or pre-self-advocates are the parents' muse, right? So a lot of the leaders, um, I'm so proud to say in the last year, we've had three new um, network leaders join our family. Um, and we have all different walks of life. So one of them is brand spanking new to their um, journey of disability, all the way to um, a parent of a 24-year-old of that has an autism spectrum disorder that in my eyes would be a seasoned seasoned advocate for um, their kiddo. So it's nice that we have that relatable content and we can say, oh yes, the the seasoned veteran may need to bring a workshop that that is their strength. And here we can give some of the younger leaders and the pre-self-advocates some of the knowledge of where that road took the season's um, leaders and everything that comes in between that. So it's it's really awesome um, that they get to be a part of it. As well as like, I have to keep I have to keep bringing up this inclusive visit with Santa because it was the story behind it is so stinking cute. Um, and it was a pre self advocate that brought this to Iron County. Our Iron County leader is new this year. She used to dread going to take her daughter to see Santa Claus because she hated the stairs. She hated the anxiety attack that not only her daughter, but herself would get leading up to it. Um, so she wanted to bring Santa to her daughter. So it became a network event. Um, and it was an incredible and beautiful turnout. And it was one of those things that 63 individuals came out to this inclusive Santa event. And it was like it brought tears to my eyes because so many of these families of all different walks and all different ages and stages had finally in years some of these families was able to see Santa um, and the daughter got to have her dream come true as Santa's helper so she direct, directed the whole thing participated in the entire planning and said I get to be Santa's specific helper and she that day became a self-advocate. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we get to have a lot of fun at the Family to Family Network. Um, so don't be afraid to come with your ideas. And if you want an inclusive visit with Santa or an inclusive event period, let your leaders know. Um, and you can figure out where your leaders are on our Utah Parent Center website. If you just go on the About page and then click Family to Family Network, we have an entire list of how you can get a hold of them. That's awesome, Mindy. And my last question is, is how can people learn more about the Utah Parent Center Family to Family Network? I'm going to start with you, Joey. Okay, I would say the best way to learn about the Utah Parent Center is to hit up our website. We have so much information on there. We have so much information on there that it's almost embarrassing because it's hard to keep it organized. So um, we, um, and then the other, the, the, the next best way I think is to, absolutely attend a workshop, give the Parent Center a call, talk to one of our, our amazing parent consultants, even if you don't have a super specific question for them that you need answered, you just want to talk maybe to a peer, 
someone who is living this same life as you, you know, a similar life, um, give us a call. You can always come and visit us at the Utah Parent Center. We have a bricks, a brick and mortar building. Um, obviously, you're familiar with Eric since we're next door neighbors. Yeah. The UDDC and the Parent Center live right next door to each other in a building. Um, and so I would, th those would be the, the main three ways that I think are the best way to, ways to learn about the Parent Center. Um, and then Mindy can, t can talk a little bit about what the best way to learn about the Family to Family Network is. Go ahead, Mindy. Yeah, so the best way to keep up on what the Family to Family Network is doing is by joining our Facebook page or following our main Family to Family Network Facebook page. Um, we also have specific groups for specific counties. So it's once you go on our Utah Parent Center website, find your county and um, your leader, there will be a Facebook group that you can join and stay a part of and keep up on what events are coming to your area. That's awesome, Mindy. Well, Joey and Mindy, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to be interviewed. I really appreciate it. Absolutely, Eric. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, awesome. Thank you so much. Great questions. Thanks. It's my pleasure. I had to come up with the questions. I was like, <laughs> what questions to ask? These were the <laughs> I couldn't have found better ones myself. So thank you so much. Thanks. My pleasure. And so just an announcement to make before we end this podcast episode, the Utah Developmental Displaced Council is now accepting applications for self-advocates and family members to serve on the council. If you'd like to receive an application to serve on the council, please email us at uddc at utah.gov and we'll be happy to send you an application. So thanks so much for listening, everyone, and have a great and fantastic day.